The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello and welcome to Soulful Valley, the podcast for people who want to improve their quality of life through caring about their mental, emotional and spiritual well-being. I'm your host, Katie Carey, and I will be sharing wisdom and ideas from myself and some expert authors, coaches and energy healers that could be just what you need to hear to transform your life today. Satwinder Sagu is the Amazon best-selling author of the book Unleash Your Inner Power. He is also known as the Man of Satitude and has appeared recently on TV and radio. And now he's been wonderful enough to share his story with Soulful Valley. Welcome, Sat. Hi. Nice welcome. to be here. Thanks for having me. Welcome to Soulful Valley. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. You're very welcome. We've never met properly, although I have been at the same table at a restaurant with you in 2017 in Birmingham at a Clean Easy conference. And yes, I, I remember that one, yes. I've always remembered your uplifting and inspiring posts on Facebook. And oh. those posts led me to buy your book as soon as you released it. Because I really loved your oh, energy. Yeah. Fantastic. First of all, what inspired you to write your book, Unleash Your Inner Power, and was writing something that you've always wanted to do? Well, um, being a writer and uh, being an inspiring role model is something I've always aspired to be since childhood. Uh, to be able to get out there and touch the lives of people and show them that it doesn't matter how hard life is, you can still get through any darkness you know, that South Oconee, you can climb any mountain, no matter how high or scary it looks. Um, now, what inspired me was just that feeling of people sort of seeing that, seeing what I've been through, and, and knowing that a lot of people have been through similar adversities, similar challenges in life. Uh, and for me, uh, being able to write a book could actually save somebody's life, because somebody could be holding on to dear life for that inspiration before they decide possibly in their life so for me when they have their when they have my book in front of their eyes they will have something that could relate to them and say oh my god I'm going through this and when they see how positive I've been through my challenges and um, you know it inspires them to do the same uh, and when I was going through challenges um, it was very hurtful at the time but at the same time it's it was a way for putting pen to paper, writing my stories, putting them together and then putting them into book was my way of just letting off steam in a positive way. Because people mm. can let off steam in a very negative way. They can go off the rail, they can drink, they can smoke, and, and they can do all sorts of things to themselves. But to me, the most important thing was the, the fact that while I'm still breathing, I'm living life. And while I'm living life, I have a purpose. 
And for me, that purpose was to bring my story out into the open so that people could relate to that and be inspired themselves. The title Unleash Your Inner Power is is superhero based because I've always aspired to be the superhero. You know, when I was younger, my mom took me to the cinema to watch Superman. And she asked me, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, oh, I want to be Superman. <laughs> so it, it, it's quite funny how now I can actually be that superhero. And for me, the book will inspire other people to unleash their own superhero as well. That's incredible. You uh, share a lot of personal stories in your Facebook group and talk a lot about resilience. Can you share with our listeners what resilience means to you? and how being more resilient can help them deal with any adversities in their lives, like the current lockdown situation in the UK, for instance? Well, for me, being resilient is all about your bounce back ability, <clears throat> your ability to say, right, I can't sit here anymore and be victim to the adversities that life throws at me. I've got to come back. I've got to have a purpose for that about myself. So for me, being resilient is about having a purpose about yourself and getting up and just powering forward uh, with your goals. It's like uh, being a soldier, right? because I'm a massive Call of Duty fan. You've heard of Call of Duty. I've heard um, of it. Yes, and uh, you know, it's a very, very popular franchise. And people ask me, why do you play that? You know, it's bad for you. But, you know, people have got to take a right perspective on it. You know, for me, Call of Duty is, is summarising soldiers who have a purpose, who have to feel the fear and do it anyway, and who will get caught up in the firing line. But no matter how wounded they are, they will still keep marching forward. Um, and because their focus is on their goal, their focus is the fact that they have a purpose, they've got a goal, and they've got to achieve that goal. And for me, that is resilience. The fact that no matter how wounded you are, no matter how hurt you are, you have that power, that strength within you to get up and to, to, to find a new purpose in life and to really follow it through and, and achieve your goals. And then sort of when you look at yourself in six months and realize what will make you happy, what will really, what, what you really like to celebrate and you use that as your purpose. And then when you're there in six months and you look back and you think, wow, do you know what? I'm so glad I had that strength to get up and, and just get out there and do it because I am where I am simply because of that strength. Yeah. And it's incredible, isn't it as well? Sometimes you look at things that, you think they're really bad and they hurt, but your life changes so dramatically when you get to the other side of it, when you do have that positive focus and keep on going and, and believe in yourself and trust in yourself, that you realise it wasn't a bad thing after all. Absolutely. For me, yeah. um, adversity is, is a blessing in disguise. At the time, we feel very, very bad about it. It hurts us. It brings us down to our knees. Um, but in the long run, when you look back, you think, wow, do you know what? I'm so glad that happened. I've had so many things happen to me in the past that have really hurt me, that have really mm. brought me down to my knees, that have paralyzed me completely emotionally. But looking back at those, if those things didn't happen, I wouldn't be sitting here as, a, as an Amazon best-selling author. I wouldn't be sitting here as, as a speaker, as, as a person who can influence the social media in the way that I do. And in this current climate in COVID, I think resilience is very, very important because we have to accept what is right now. We have to, we have to accept that we can't change what has happened. We can't change the, the, the rules that have been implied on us. We can't change the fact that there is a pandemic out there, the fact that we can't go out as much. But we can change how we respond. 
and through yeah. COVID has been a blessing because um, I've set up my own gym in the garage. I've worked out since March. I've toned up my body. I've put on more muscle. My diet is very good. Um, I feel healthy. I've been training martial arts and, and starting to learn stunt moves from martial arts as well. And that's all because of the fact that the, the, the pandemic is here. So the fact that we can't get out means that we're centered at home. So we have to be creative within ourselves to, to find that something that can drive us. And, and, and that, that is how we have to look at COVID. We have to look, try and look at it as, as a blessing in the sense of what can we do to grow ourselves um, while we're at home? Because that is, if anything, when you're at home, that is the perfect opportunity to really discover yourself connecting with yourself within and, and learn more about what your potential is and that's exactly how i've used it as well because as you know i've launched this podcast and uh, i've been doing a lot of work on my i did run a charity for seven years until last october and so my focus was always on everybody else trying to help everybody else but because of covid my focus has been more about how i can help me how i can look after my body and my needs and and keep those boundaries that I really need to take care of myself it's been the ideal opportunity hasn't it absolutely Every, everything is opportunity not 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 a curse we've always got to have the power to see everything as an opportunity because when we do that just that one split second thinking and I, and I wrote an article about the power of one just that one split second of thinking that will change your life and when, mm. you, when, when, you, when you take that split second to change your thinking of the pandemic from the fact that it's, it's a curseful situation to it's actually an opportunity, that in itself changes your life because suddenly you are programming yourself to um, pursue new personal treasures in life. And I, and I like to call them treasures because life is full of treasures, but you have mm. to break to set forth and be positive and adventure because, you know, one of the positive things about positive thinking is that spirit it encourages and empowers that spirit of adventure. And I think when you go on that spirit of adventure for yourself, that's when you start to discover new little treasures within yourself that you didn't think existed. Yeah, I've gone back to songwriting as well and practicing the guitar, which I hadn't had time to do for a year. The guitar I hadn't and I haven't written songs for years. So lots of things have come up out of me that I'd forgotten about. And those are the things that make me joyful and that that's the important thing isn't it to go to find the things that give you joy absolutely yeah and to uh look for the good look for the good and the gift in the bad situations rather than focusing on the negative part of it absolutely Mm. absolutely and being grateful when we talk about gratitude i think it's really important as well to focus on gratitude for that bad thing that happened Absolutely. And, and we often uh, don't even consider that. You know it as well. I mean, we, mm. we all know the experience that um, we've been through that. And um, uh, at the time, like I said, it, it makes us feel very, very bad. It makes us hurt. It makes us sad. It makes us depressed. It makes us anxious. But then when you look back on it, you say to yourself, I'm so glad that happened. I mean, you are where you are because you use that, mm. um, use whatever adversity you had in your life to empower you and say, right, well, I can do something with this. I can, I can, you know, create a gift and give it to the world. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the, the start of this year, I was in a very depressive state. I was near suicidal because um, <clears throat> two and a half year relationship with a woman that I love so dearly. 
mm-hmm. um, suddenly just went like that. It, went, it ended. Um, it was slowly on the slide down, but um, there was some person who was usually involved in women's health. Um, um, and then what came out afterwards was the fact that um, my ex-partner had come down with B12 deficiency anemia, that she was mm-hmm. having menopausal symptoms, it was affecting the thyroid. Um, and then me being me, I took the, chance, took the opportunity to sort of dig deeper and research this and look at how this affects women. Because for me, I, I think understanding a woman's situation is very, very important. Mm-hmm. You know, understanding is very, very important. It helps others, you know, helps support others. Um, but when we, you know, we was all right up until the end of last year, and then come the new year, she just took a complete change, and it was like the dark side come out, and I was in a very, very, you know, low place. You know, I was near suicidal. But then I got a quick for myself, and I said, "Hold on a minute, I can't let this get to me." So within seven days of feeling at my worst, I revealed my book to the world, as you knew. Mm-hmm. And then five weeks later, I did the most amazing launch in London because my attitude was, as soon as I was done, I said, I'm going to come back and I'm going to come back so strong that people are going to go, wow, I want people to say, wow, I've never seen a comeback like that. And mm-hmm. that was the affirmation I was saying all along, that people are going to say, wow, what a comeback. And then four weeks after my launch, I became an Amazon bestseller. I'm now my TV appearances and big radio appearances, and people are saying that very thing. People are saying, wow, you know, uh, for, a, for, a, for a bloke that was heartbroken, that is mm. the most stunning comeback I've ever seen. It's and incredible it's, to watch your journey, it is. is. And it's all because I'm not only affirmed that, because affirmation is very important, your, your world, your mind pushed out, and I said, even at my worst, this is what's going to happen. And that programmed me in my head to make it happen. It's all about choice as well. You know, because you've got to be brave to make the choice. Our life is based on the choices that we make. And some things are easy to do and some things are easy to not do. So it's just as easy to give up on yourself. It is easy to say, right, I'm really going to do this. and I'm really going to make new things happen. And to make yourself important enough to do that for. Oh, yeah, without shadow of a doubt. Because sometimes people give up on themselves, don't they? Yes. But we're all, we're all important and we're all important enough to, to do that for. Who has been your biggest inspiration and role model in life? Because obviously, this this has come from somewhere. Um, well, this is going to be a weird one because I was wanting a meeting, a network marketing meeting in Cleaners. This is a long time ago, and you know I can't remember who it was now. But it was that long ago, and we was all being asked randomly, "Who's your inspiration?" And people were saying Jim Rohn, you know, Les Brown. And then all the network marketing specialists, they came to me and I said, The Undertaker, you probably know who he is from wrestling. He's, he's, well, a lot of people know him. He's, he's a guy in wrestling. He, he, he dresses up with a long trench coat and a hat. Now, he's, he's a well known sports personality, but he inspires me because he stands out from the crowd. Now, when wrestlers make entrances, they make entrances, but when this guy made an entrance, it was very. Um, you'd get goosebumps and it was like wow um, and he's just retired he was in, in, in the wrestling business for 30 years but the one thing that stood out about him was the fact that he, he was very creative he was very sort of different and he you know he had power he had a certain power within him he would always do promotions where he was promoting electricity and I obviously promoted electricity in my book and he said a few things that really resonated with me. Um, some of the things he said was, 
when I meet the demon of adversity, he will knock up, when he knocks on my door, he will address me as sir. And I looked at that and I thought, well, it's kind of what I like to do to my adverse, demons of adversities, the fact that I've come across them. Um, and if they come across me again, they will see me and they will go, whoa, I'm not going to touch you again. Um, <laughs> and he also said another thing. He said, I will walk through Hellfire and Brimstone and unleash an inhumane level of dominance. Again, that's the attitude that inspired me in life um, through my darkest times, you know, to walk through high Hellfire and Brimstone, because that's what you have to do sometimes to get to the glorious part of your life. You have to go through these challenges. And when he said that, it just made me realise, yes, do you know what, that's exactly what I'm doing. And he said another thing, which was very, very powerful. And he said, it's, it's okay to walk through hell when you know there's a heaven behind it. Mm. Um, and the more he said things like that, the more it empowered me to get up from my worst and to really sort of forget the fact that I'm going through pain, just focus on the end goal, focus, know where I want to go and just focus. And the fact that he was so different and so reverent and the, the, the fact that every time he made an appearance, it wasn't just a normal thing, it was something really special. And that's inspired me to be, you know, to feel special, to be really special. Um, it inspired the fact that I was doing my social media posts um, in a way that not many people do it. And then people come to me and say, well, so I've never seen anybody write anything like that. And that's because of this guy mm. doing things that people wouldn't see. And it was inspiring me to be that type of person, to be like the big dog of the yard, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So he was your superhero then. He was my superhero. And he's responsible for the attitude of satitude. Yes, definitely. Yes. <laughs> we can thank him for that. So ask yourself, is this for me? Give yourself some memories. Learn to trust your intuition I know that, like me, you've bounced back from some traumatic relationships in your life. So what can you share with our listeners about your experiences that may help them if they're stuck in a toxic relationship or if their relationship has ended and they're struggling to deal with that? Okay, so um, I'll start with the toxic relationship first. If you're in a toxic relationship, uh, the one thing I acknowledge is I know it's going to be hard. There's going to be a lot of things to decide the loyalty, the fact that you've been together for a long time, you're going to have kids. Uh, and I get how hard it is. But the question you want to ask yourself is, what aspiration do you have in your life? And is the current relationship enabling you to be the person that you want to be? If not, if it's abusive and if it's bringing you down time and time, then the question you want to ask yourself is, how long do you want life to pass you by before you suddenly realise this isn't for me? How long do you want life to pass you by before you realise, you know what, if I was away from this toxicness, then I would be so much better off. I would have achieved so much. Because you don't know what's around the corner. People, people don't know when they're going to lose their lives. I could mm. walk out this door and I could collapse. Mm. But at the end of the day, I know that every moment that I take, I make the best of. But the question you want to ask yourself is, how long are you going to let that toxicity keep dragging you down, you know, or, or, or kill you off earlier, yeah. or, or potentially, 
you end up dying earlier from the stress, don't you? Absolutely, it's a stress. And also, go, so going on to the bit where you've just had a breakup, um, and I've touched upon this earlier, I had, I broke, like I said, I had a split from a woman that I loved so much for two and a half years, future things beyond our control, and it was a sudden turning emotions. The one thing you want to do is, when that happens, ask yourself, if someone can do that to you, if someone can suddenly break up from you, you know, after all the commitment that you've given, unless there was domestic violence involved, drugs, alcohol, but if somebody can suddenly walk away from you, or suddenly break up from you, are you really worth that person's time and energy, or are you better than that? I see a lot of people going things like plenty of fish. I mean, plenty of fish, I would say, is, is a great thing to do for people who, who are wanting to get out there and develop themselves emotionally more. It's great, you know, and I would never, ever knock things like that down, you know. So for all the people getting out there, kudos to you and keep doing what you're doing. But the question you want to ask yourself is this. Do you want to go out there and find loads and loads of fishes? Or are you the fish yourself? That's exactly how I've been feeling lately as well. So, and I have had big epiphanies really yeah. about the fact that from I don't know, my first marriage, I was only 20 when I got married the first time. And then I was married oh, about 17 years. And then I met my second husband and married him within the next two years. So I've actually had 31 years of my life with in two marriages that weren't really right for me. So now that, you know, I've had this freedom lately, I've actually found myself again. I, I think I'd lost my way. I didn't didn't know who I was anymore because I was revolving my life around both of them. Yeah. My life became about them and not about me anymore. So there there is a there is a big thing in society of an expectation that because you're single, you should be with someone, isn't there? And oh yeah, well, it's the wrong took message. The yeah, just took the words from my mouth. Um, and um, you know, when you're single. You know, initially, breakup's going to be hard. I get it emotionally. I don't expect you to get over it straight away. But the thing is, when you develop a, a relationship with yourself, when you discover your self-worth and connect with yourself, you start doing things that you couldn't imagine. I mean, I'm, you know, I've become an author. I'm a motivational speaker. You know, I've turned up my body. Um, I, you know, people have noticed it. They go, wow, you look amazing. I'm, I'm starting to start in martial arts. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to, I'm, I'm close to doing an aerial. I'm close to doing the stunt kicks and everything. And I, I've done that because I decided to fall in love with myself, you know. And I'm not saying for one second I would never get back in a relationship or I would turn No, away. but you'll be in a much better position the same way I feel. Than... I will naturally, the, the idea is I will naturally attract the right woman in my life. I mean, mm. for me, I can go out there and I can try and find any woman in the, in, 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 in the crowd of women out there. But the question is, do I need to go in the crowd? Do I need to go back to being part of the crowd? Or mm. do I want to stay out and stand out from the crowd? Because the person that I want beside me is a woman who will also be brave enough to step out from the crowd mm. and, you know, come up to my level. Because yeah. at the end of the day, what you want to, what you want to sort of do is you, you want to make sure you keep your self-respect intact you want to make sure that as you move forward slowly, you don't go back to the level of the past. You move forward. You discover the new treasures within yourself. Naturally, when you do that, you attract positive energy. You, you attract new friends in your life. You attract the right family members. And you will eventually attract the right woman or man in your life. But I, my message is respect the fact that instead of going out there and trying to look for any girl or any bloke in the crowd, 
keep your self-respecting tag. Stay, you know, as the person that stands out from the crowd and make sure that, that the person you actually chat is also going to be the person that stands out from the crowd. Because when you stand out from the crowd and keep being yourself, you will naturally attract that same person. Mm. When I'm, you know, in the ocean, I'm the big fish in the ocean. I'm the one that people need to be searching for. I don't need to go out there and search for anybody else. And that's not me being arrogant. That's me raising my level of respect, raising my men- mentality to, to a high enough level to attract the best people in my life. And for me, that is so important. And yeah. initially at the time, you don't think you would feel it, but if you slowly move forward day by day, like Darren Hardy's compound effect, and you look back and think, wow, I feel amazing. And I've done that myself. I did it little by little, step by step. I felt bad at times, but I now look back and I've just completely changed. And if I was to go back to my past and they would see a better version of me now, mm. instead of me feeling, you know, well, I want to back, I want to back. It's like, I'm sorry, but you don't deserve this. I deserve better. Mm. So that's what you've got to think about. Yeah, because a lot of people get caught up in that. I've, I've seen it a lot, that energy of being desperate for a partner or really needy. And you can't attract, well, you're attracting what you are, aren't you? You attract what you are. So if you've got exactly. that desperation and neediness, you're going to attract someone else who's probably similar. So you're both unsure of yourselves and then you end up in a toxic relationship. That's how these things tend to pan out. you want people to out. love and respect you, you've got to learn to love and respect yeah. yourself first. It comes starts with you first. Once you do that with yourself, very naturally, second-handedly, you, you would automatically attract those people in your life. Let's talk about self-love now. This one has been a big one for me because I was a chronic people pleaser, but I've hugely shifted uh, since I began the process of loving myself and caring about my own needs first. So I got very caught up in trying to fix everyone else and their problems. In the meantime, my own body and health deteriorated. So what can you share with our listeners about self-love and why it's so important? Okay, so self-love is perhaps one of the biggest things for me because as I've just mentioned, it, when, you, when you love yourself, when you develop the best relationship with yourself, everything else just falls into place. All the sort of love from outside falls into place. You naturally attract the right people and also naturally take out the toxic people. I look at it from the fact that when I was born, God gave me a pen, or I was a pen. And what I'm doing is I'm writing a story of my life. I am not giving anybody else that pen to write their story, their story within my book because they've got no right to it. You've got to see yourself as, you know, the actor or actress of your own life because your life is your own film and you are the central character. So the, the good thing is you, you've got the stage set to create whatever story that you want, not what not what story anybody else wants, you know, because when, when somebody's directing a film, the actor is a central role. You don't get anybody else just coming and say, oh, I should have the role. No, once, once the focus is on that person, that's it, they are the star. Mm-hmm. You have to put the focus on yourself and be the star of your own life movie. And when you do that, you can create whatever greatness, whatever great stories you, you want to create. But, you know, the the whole thing is, do you live life just to please others? Because I've been through that. I've been through a life where, you know, I I didn't have a voice. And um, I was expected to just do things just to please others, just to make them happy. 
Mm. And then I realized, you know what, I need to be stronger than this because if I'm pleasing other people, then I'm more than compromising my own success, my own potential. And it was only, I was doing that at school, when I was at school, when I was in sixth form even, when I was at university. People got so dominant because I was so young and I was so gullible. And it was like I had to listen to them. But then I kind of grew up and realized, hold on a minute, I'm old enough. I've got a purpose in life. I've got something I want to achieve. If people are constantly jumping in and giving their opinions, and if we give in to their opinions, then we are compromising our own potential. You do not want to do that. you know. So to love yourself is to take a stand and say, this is my life. I want to write the story that I want to write. You know, I believe I have the potential to achieve whatever I want. Yeah, not mm-hmm. what people think I can achieve, whatever I want. And, and here's an interesting story for you. Um, when I started martial arts, I started at the age of 11 when I was bullied. I got inverted toes and some of my other toes nearly overlap. So when I started, um, it was very, very painful as I was progressing eventually. It was, I couldn't even hop. Um, and people were laughing at me because they knew what my toes were like. And they said, no, you're not going to hack it. If I gave in to them, then I'm not loving myself. I'm, I'm, I'm respecting them too much. But you mm. don't live life to give respect to people. You know, you live life to respect yourself. And then, you know, it's funny. After all that, persistence, consistency, never giving up. Through all that, the fact that I couldn't even help. Today, I've been in martial arts for nearly 30 years. I've got a black belt in karate. I've got a black belt in jiu-jitsu, and now I'm, I'm, I'm learning stunt martial arts. And that's all because of that one choice I made, hold my own self-respect and self-love intact and say, I can do it, not listen to the negative opinions of other people, and find a way to work through my limitations and have the courage to step forward. You know, I, I sum it up in one statement, and that is, it's my ability to be a yes citizen in a no society. But also with self-love be be strong enough to say no when you need to for your own boundaries to other people that's a that's an important one as well isn't it absolutely you know you, you know sometimes people fear that when they say no gonna... yeah because they they want to be nice don't they they want to you know there's a big thing about kindness and you know being helpful and being nice but when we say yes to everybody we're saying no to we're saying no to ourselves aren't we as well so it's there's a there's a line there isn't there What impact are you hoping to make with your work? Well, um, with my book being launched, I'm I'm working with my mentor to develop a confidence coaching business to help entrepreneurs and business people um, go from um, personal trauma to personal and business triumph. So the idea is, from my book, to be able to do things like one-to-one coaching, to be able to eventually do workshops, to be able to go out there and, 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 and speak on many stages, on many occasions, to inspire people to find the confidence within themselves um, and to make that choice in a state of personal trauma or personal challenges that they have, to then go on a journey which I, which I can take them on to um, go to a place of triumph where they can turn and say, gosh, you know, I, I was in a bad place, but I've used that to be able to achieve my goals. Um, so so that, that's what my aim is of this, to be able to raise people's confidence about themselves and the awareness that they can actually make the choice to change their life for the better, for positive. 
I'm going to be starting my qualification, a life coaching qualification in the new year. Uh, once I've achieved that, then, you know, I've already got my business model um, ready to go. So, and yeah. then, you know, I'll be looking to also speak more in, in, in events. You know, I've been doing a lot of that, you know, but to be able to do that um, and to touch people. And, you know, if it even inspires two or three people to say, do you know what, I can do this, mm. then you're in a win situation already, aren't you? Yeah, because just changing one life is yes. impactful, isn't it? And finally, Sat, where can our listeners find you? Well, find me on Facebook as Sat Windesagoo. Uh, I'm the guy holding the, my book, An Issue in Power, with my blue glasses. You can also find me on satwindesagoo.com. Um, that is my website. That is where my book is. I've also got a lot of blogs on there. And I've also got a summary of all the shows I've been on. I've been on TV shows. I've been on the podcasts and radio shows. And then I'm also on LinkedIn as well as Satsagoo. I'm on Twitter as Satsugu, and I'm also on Instagram. So I'm on um, pretty much all the main social media platforms. Um, but the main ones I use are Facebook and my website, satsugu.com, um, and LinkedIn. Okay, so that's great. And I'll, I'll put that in the show notes so that people, you can see it in the show notes of the episode as well. Thank you very much, Sat, for coming in to my Zoom office. It's lovely to, to see you face to face. It is you too. <laughs> you take care. Bye yeah. for now. So ask yourself, is this for me? Give yourself some memories. Learn to trust your intuition now. Thank you for listening to the Soulful Valley podcast. I hope that you've heard something today that makes your life a little lighter. Our aim is to share love, light and wisdom and to raise consciousness and ease suffering. If you've enjoyed this show, please subscribe, rate and review and let others know about this podcast if you think they would benefit from listening to it. For a free EFT guide or to join my Alignment Seekers free Facebook group or to work with me one-to-one, you can find more information at Soulful Valley on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and you can email me at soulfulvalleypodcast at gmail.com. Bye for now.